0: And a very good Friday morning to you, Joe Beningo, the Old the Pain Podcast. It is a Friday morning, afternoon, evening, and again, Friday, January twentieth, twenty twenty three, in the Joe Baringo the Pain Podcast. Of course, brought to you by DraftKings, by Anita Discount Tire, and of course, the Hackensack <laughs> Brewing Company. We have hit the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. One. Of, Probably the premier weekend of the football season. It is a little bittersweet, however, because there's only seven games left in the football year. That's it. Seven games left. The four divisional round games this weekend. The two conference championship games after that. And then, of course, the the week where there's nothing, which is a painful week. And then finally, of course, the uh, Super Bowl and then a lot of YouTube watching old football games for a while up until we get to baseball which is pretty much a lot of golf you're watching some of the golf and all of that but yeah you, you know the deal once the football's over it's a lot of pain tomorrow uh will be the last Saturday of football this year we'll get to all my NFL picks <clears throat> obviously the Giants in the divisional round on Saturday night against the Philadelphia Eagles <clears throat> in Philadelphia we'll get to all of it I gotta start with this It's a little different angle today on the uh, Oda Payne podcast. And that is the fact of the announcer teams for the games this weekend. Now, how bad is it? And, and I know Joe Buck and Troy Aikman took all these, you know, took all this stupid money, billions, gazillions, whatever they got, to move from Fox to the uh, to ABC, ESPN, and the Monday Night Football games. But, I mean, are you kidding me? No Troy Aikman and Joe Buck for the divisional round? No, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck for the NFC Championship game, really? And and all due respect, and I I know Kevin Burkhardt, a long time, terrific guy. You know Greg Olson, Jersey guy, Wayne Valley, and all of that. I understand that Wayne Valley High School, and all of that. Nice guy. I don't really know him, but seems like a really nice guy. I mean, they're just not fucking and Aikman. And I know they took all that money, but I mean, it's a it's a hit not having them do these games. I mean, really, I. I mean, I mean, really. I, I, that bothers me. I got to tell you. I don't mean, know how people feel about that. They did their last game last Monday night in the Tampa Cowboy game in the wild card round. But, boy, I'm going to miss Joe Buck and Troy Aikman this weekend and next weekend. And how about this? I mean, this to me, this really makes me delirious. And I understand that CBS only has two games. I mean, how is that pot? How could it only be that CBS only got one game on wildcard weekend and CBS only gets one game on the divisional round weekend? And, of course, Nance and Romo will be doing those games, just like they did last week with the Buffalo-Miami game. No Iron Eagle in the wildcard round or the divisional round? What? The premier sports announcer in the country today? I mean, let's be real. There is nobody nobody, and I'm going to say it again, nobody better than Iron Eagle. He and Charles Davis, you know, he's he's really elevated Charles Davis's game, and really Iron Eagle would elevate anybody's game. You could put me next to Iron Eagle as the uh, color commentator, and I'd look like, you know, John Madden. <laughs> really, seriously, that's how good, that's how great Iron Eagle is. How could he, how is it possible? I mean, come on. No Buck and Aikman divisional round. And and conference championship game, no Iron Eagle, wild card round, divisional round. How's that part? Are you kidding me? And CBS, again, only gets one game this weekend? What's that all about? And, of course, that's the Bengal-Buffalo game Sunday. And, of course, it's going to be who else? But, you know, but Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Tony Romo is telling you how he's smarter than everybody else. <laughs> and Jim Nance, who probably really wishes he was at, was at Augusta or maybe Pebble Beach. I mean, I, I mean, really. So I'm, I'm very disappointed in that. I got to tell you, I mean, I'm very disappointed. You know, and Mike Tirico and and Chris Collinsworth do a fine job. They're going to call the Jaguar Chief game tomorrow afternoon. They do a fine job, right? I mean, they do. And I guess who is it? Joe Davis and Daryl Johnston. Are they really doing the Giant? Game? How did How did Joe Davis get elevated to the number two team at Fox? Where the hell's Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma? Where's that? I, I don't get it. you going to tell me Joe Davis is a better announcer than the great Kenny Albert? Come on. On board. I'll I, I tell you right now. I know this is a little off the off the wall here a little bit, and nobody really gives a damn about the announcers. But you know what? I do. That would be like in the old days. Like with the, we got this Niner-Cowboy game coming up on Sunday night. 6.30 kickoff. Fox. It's going to be Olsen and and Burkhart doing that game, okay, fine, all well and good. But could you imagine the old days? Could you imagine 1992, 1993, that era, Cowboys, Cowboys, Niners, and how big a deal that was? Could you imagine John Madden and Pat Summerall not doing those games? What? And that's how I feel about Buck and Aikman not doing these games. I mean, you got to be kidding me! I, I I'm very disappointed by, it. and I understand they had to take all that money to go to, to go to ESPN. I mean, you know who would say no to that big, big, uh, you know that big jack that they're getting? But boy, do I miss them! It's just not the same, really. Mike Tarico and Chris Collinsworth, Joe Davis and Moose Johnston, really? I uh, seriously with that Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson, and of course we get Nansen Romo, of course. I mean, I, I you know, unbelievable. Very disappointed by that. I know it's a little, you know, but just not like the old days, you know. Like when 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 Buck and Aikman would do a game, you know, it's a big deal, right? You know, it's a big game. You know, when when Pat Summerall and and John Madden did a game, you know, it was a big game. Going way back when I was growing up, when Kirk Gowdy and Al Dira Goddess did a game, you know, it was a big game. You know, I mean, you know, you know, it's just not <clears throat> really Kevin. Kevin, I love you, but Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson, really? Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth, really? Oh my God, I, 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 I um, I'm very upset by that. And I guess Iron's calling games on radio, and I don't know what games he's doing. I'm not sure. I know JJ was telling me that last night. Iron's going to be be doing at least, you know, one of the games this this week in the divisional round. I'm not sure which one. But um, I, you know, I, I I'm sorry, and, and Iron is now moving. By the way, and this just shows you how great Iron is, and it's only a matter of time before Nance is probably going to step away, you know, and just you know kind of live off the fat on the land that, you know at the, the on the Monterey Peninsula there, you know, playing playing Spyglass and and uh, Pebble Beach and all of that. But but anyway, okay, that's only because Nance is now. This is going to be the final year that Nance is going to be doing the final four. This is his final, final four. It's in Houston where he's from. He went to the University of Houston, who, by the way, are the number one team in the country right now, (laughs) you know, which means absolutely – you know, being the number one team in the country in college basketball on January 20th means absolutely diddly squat, okay, as we know. (laughs) I think we already had about six teams that were number one so far this year. So it really means absolutely nothing. But Nance is going to be calling his final, final four this year. I guess with Bill Raftery and Grant Hill. And then next year, Iron Eagle deservedly takes over on the final four. And it's only a matter of time to me where Iron's going to be the number one NFL announcer for CBS. And honestly, it can't come soon enough because he is the best. There's no freaking doubt about it. All right. So I had to get that out there. All right. And boy, do I wish it was... Don't you really wish when you put the game on 6.30 Sunday night, I'll say it again, Niners, Cowboys, that John and Pat were doing that game? You know, right? Don't you wish that? Steve Young against Troy Aikman, right? Jerry Rice against Michael Irvin. I mean, right? right, oh, my God, you're like, come on, really? Don't you miss that stuff? I'll tell you, I do. Oh, the pain. Ah! (laughs) All right. I'm a little nuts today, but what makes that different than any other day is my wife. My wife is cracking up about it. All right. Giants, Saturday night, the Philadelphia Eagles. Nobody thought the New York football Giants would be playing in the divisional round here coming up on Saturday night. The big win last week, knocking off the Minnesota Vikings 31 24 to get to this round. The, you know, out of nowhere 9 7 1 season, the tremendous job that Brian Dable has done. Turning Daniel Jones really into into uh, Josh Allen, and I'll tell you right now, Daniel Jones is playing better football than Josh Allen is. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, he almost he almost threw a perfect game last week against the Vikings. So nobody saw the Giants coming. But one thing about the Giants, they are playing their best football of the year right now. Right now, remember this is a t- this is a team that had gone I don't know how long how many consecutive games without putting 30 points on the board. And in the last two games that the starters played, because you got to take away the last game of the year when nobody played in that final game of the year against the Eagles, they put 38 on the board against the Colts in the in the playoff-clinching win into the Meadowlands. And then they put 31 on the board last week against Minnesota in the wild card round. So all of a sudden, this offense is starting to find its groove. You know, you got a premier running back in Saquon Barkley. The offensive line is really playing well. I mean, you gotta—you watch that game last week. They didn't come near Daniel Jones in that game last week. I mean, yeah, pristine, pristine protection. Obviously, Jones is playing well. All their wide receivers: Isaiah Hodgkin, Ricky James, all these guys uh, playing terrific. Bellinger at tight end. Obviously, we talk about Saquon, and they're healthy. They are, and they have nobody. How about this? It's almost impossible. Think about it. As they go into the divisional round of the NFL season, they absolutely have nobody on the injury list. Everybody's healthy. Xavier McKinney is back and playing. Adoree Jackson is back and playing. Leonard Williams is 100% healthy. All of a sudden, this giant team is a healthy group. And they are dangerous. They're playing with major house money. You You can say whatever you want. And a lot of people say, well, you know, you get to this point. You know, there's no such thing as house money because who knows when you're getting back here again. You no, know, there's no guarantee you're going to get this close again next year or in years to come. You never know. A million things could happen, injuries, whatever. So you don't know if you're getting back. But let's be honest. The Giants are playing with major house money here against the Philadelphia Eagle team who was the number one seed at 14-3 and, and and really has all the pressure in the world on them. And when you look at how these two teams have played down the stretch, we mentioned how well the Giants have played down the stretch. And even in the game they lost to Philadelphia in the uh, season finale, I mean, they, they were right there with the Eagles playing Davis Webb and a cast of thousands against the Eagles, a, a bunch of guys you never heard of. You know, Lawrence Lawrence Cager and Greg Breeder. These were the guys that were playing in that game. And they were an onside kick away maybe from beating the Eagles. They lost that game 22-16. I understand Jalen Hurts didn't play for Philadelphia still. But you look at how Philadelphia finished the year, right? They didn't play well. I mean, they lost that game. And I understand Gardner Minshew was the quarterback. They lost that game to the Cowboys in Dallas, 40-34. to 34. Minshew actually played pretty well, but he did have a couple big turnovers in that game. They lost that game to Dallas. Then they lost a bad game at home the following week when they could have wrapped up the division to the New Orleans Saints. Remember, the Saints went into Philadelphia on an extremely cold day in Philly and beat them 20-10. to 10. Right? That was on Christmas uh, Christmas Eve. And then the following week was that game against the Giants where they were fortunate to come away with the victory. So I you know, I, I really, really uh, very, very interesting situation going on there. It really, really is. Uh, I, I just think right now the Giants are probably playing better football. Are they a the better football team? Well, I don't know, but as we go into uh, Saturday night, they're certainly playing better football than the philadelphia eagles are and as i said all the pressure in this game is on philadelphia there's no doubt about it they're expected now to make a super bowl run and we'll see how they are jalen hurts hasn't played in a month i mean how rusty is he gonna be so we'll see how it all plays out but uh right now if you are the new york football giants you got to feel uh Pretty damn good about yourself. All right, let's get our sponsors in here, and then we'll get to the picks for uh, Divisional Weekend. A couple other things we want to get to as well. Uh, Of course, the people at DraftKings, we want to thank them again for all the uh, great work they've done with us. The NFL playoff action continues. As we all know, we're one step closer to the Super Bowl. That's Super Bowl 57. And for uh, the NFL Divisional Round, Check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Now customers can bet just five bucks and get free bets instantly. All new existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add. Uh, add up to 100%. And, you know, well, I've already talked about the Giants and the Eagle game. Uh, I tell you, man, right now, I think uh, you want to put a little money on the over-under numbers for Daniel Jones, I might consider doing that. Saquon Barkley, I think I got to think about that with the way these guys are playing right now. So I would keep an eye on that for Saturday night. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code OTHEPAIN, O-H-T-H-E-P-A-I-N. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL divisional round. Get 200 free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code O. The pain, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Uh, see all the show notes for details. As you know, if uh, you have a, a gambling problem, call 877-8-HOPE-NY and text hope ny 467369 ny Of course, our friends at the Hackensack Brewing Company, my good buddy, the great Mike Jones, and you can check them out. Uh, they're uh, right off the GW Bridge, or only 30, uh, 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, 30 seconds. Uh, off Route 4 in beautiful Hackensack. Who needs a house out in Hackensack? Is that all you get for your money? But nevertheless, you get a lot for your money at the Hackensack Brewing Company. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Go see Mike Jones. Go see TJ, Herb, Andre, the whole crew there, all of them. Tell them Beningo sent you. Have one of the Beningo Oda Payne uh, beers when you're there as well. And we will keep you posted. We'll let you know. We're checking with the boss. Boss has been very busy right now. So, you know, we got to check with her. We will let you know when our next live podcast will be. And we may have a few surprises for that podcast as well. We'll see uh, how that plays out. And then, of course, Anita Discount Tire, Rivervale, New Jersey. Go see my son, Johnny. Go see Ari. Was just there the other day to get some work done on the car. They did a brilliant job. Uh, the car's running like a top now. My wife's even happy about it. And, you know, you know the deal: happy wife, happy life. We all know. You know, so you know, a very wise man made that statement. I can tell you right now. Anyway, go check out Anita Discount Tire. You need tires. You need any work on your car. See Johnny. See Ari. See the whole crew over there, and they will get it done for you. Tell them Beningo sent you. Anita Discount Tire. Okay, here we go. Little drum roll. There you go. You can barely hear it. <laughs> the picks for divisional round weekend. Now, last week in the wild card round, I went three and three. Uh I was oh for I was oh for Sunday. I won the two games on Saturday. I lost the three games on Sunday. Bounced back with a win on Monday night. Had the Cowboys in that game against Tampa Bay. And by the way, uh before I even get to the picks. Doesn't it look like it's over for Tom Brady? Doesn't it? And I'm sure he's going to probably wind up playing again next year. Now that, you know, Giselle has dumped him. I'm sure he wants to go out and continue to play and all of that. Even though he's got gazillions of dollars waiting for him. If he moves into the booth at Fox, we know that. He already signed a, what is it, $300 million contract, whatever, something like that. But who knows? Maybe he's going to play again. Maybe he winds up with the Raiders. He goes back to his buddy Josh McDaniels but he's 46 years old. And you could see it, man. He didn't look like the same guy there the other night. He really didn't. He threw that terrible pick in the end zone after Joe Buck basically said it's been, you know, 72 years since, since Tom Brady threw a pick in the red zone. And, of course, he immediately throws <laughs> really, which turned the whole game around. It was only 6 nothing at that point. But uh, I tell you what, and I look, I wouldn't bet against Brady playing again, but at some point, it's going to be all over for Tom Brady. And if I was him, I'd want to get out while I still look pretty good playing football, you know? And I want to get out while I'm still healthy. You know, you don't want to go out on a stretcher to end your career. But for my money, my money is he comes back and plays again next year. And I would say right now, even money that he winds up with McDaniel in uh, Vegas with the Raiders. Okay, here we go. Divisional round picks. And like I said, three and three last week. Uh, I am 50, 40, and six. For the year, 50 up, 40 down, six pushes. Here we go for the divisional round. Game one, the Chiefs and the Jaguars in Kansas City, uh, 430 start. That's on NBC. I mentioned it's Tariko and Collinsworth doing that game. I love the Chiefs. They're laying eight and a half in this game against the Jags. The Jags have, um, you know, they have gone as far as they're going to go. They've been, a, it's been a great story. You know, Doug Peterson's done a masterful job. Trevor Lawrence is on his way to being one of the top quarterbacks in the league, but I think it all comes to a crashing halt in Kansas city for the Jags. That unbelievable comeback last week against the paper thin San Diego, LA charges after they blew that 27, nothing lead. Somebody's got to tell me how Brandon Staley still has a job there with the charges. I don't know. And, and the, and the Jaguars did something that's almost impossible. They lost the turnover battle five, nothing in this game last week to the Chargers and won. Do, do you know the odds on winning a NFL football game if you lose the turnover battle 5 nothing? The odds are probably – the percentage of, of winning is probably about 2%. It might even be lower than that. But the Jaguars were able to do it. That isn't going to be the case this week. Uh, the Chiefs are ready to roll. Their offense is playing well. The best quarterback in football in Mahomes, obviously the great Andy Reid is the coach. And all those different weapons they have, you know right out from Travis Kelsey to Isaiah Pacheco to uh Juju Smith-Schuster uh the whole all of them uh, Valdez scantling all these different guys they got catching the football now uh McKinnon uh, they just they're loaded offensively I love Kansas City in this game I think they win this game easily by double digits and I know the Chiefs have had trouble all year covering big spreads I don't think that's happening here give me the Chiefs Laying eight and a half at home against the Jaguars. Game one in the divisional round. Game two, Saturday night in Philly. As I mentioned, Joe Davis and Moose, Daryl Moose Johnson doing a game on Fox. Giants, the seven and a half point underdog city Eagles. I'm taking the Giants. How could I not? I was on the Giants all year. I stupidly went against them last week and got burned, you know, because everybody and their brother liked the, liked the Giants to win that game. And usually it goes the other way when that happens but I was wrong. Giants played great. Seven and a half to me, here's a big number. And and I broke it down for you. You know, at the beginning of the show here, the Giants are hundred percent healthy. They're playing their absolute best football at this point in time. And I don't think you could say that for the Philadelphia Eagles. They were, they were playing as down the stretch. Philadelphia was playing their worst football while down the stretch, the Giants were playing their best football. And I understand Jalen Hurts didn't play in those games down the stretch when he lost to Dallas and he lost to the Saints and that final game of the year when they finally clinched the uh, number one seed against the Giants when the Giants didn't play anybody. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, how is Jalen Hurts? He hasn't played in over a month. <clears throat> we'll see. Is he rusty? Are the Eagles rusty uh, as a group? We'll find out. One of the big keys to this game is going to be the Giants' offensive line against the Eagle pass rush. The Eagles had 70 sacks this year. They had four different guys, the first team in the history of the NFL, to have four different players have double-digit sacks on the same team. So that's unbelievable, you know, led by Fletcher Cox and company. So that's going to, to me, that's where the game's going to be won or lost. Can the Giant line, which has really played well, keep the Eagle pass rush away from, from Daniel Jones. And how many plays does Daniel Jones wind up making with his legs <clears throat> in his football game? I just think this game's going to be a close game. Remember, the Eagles won the first two games of the year. And again, the number, for those who, who don't know, uh, since the uh, merger in 1970, there have been 24 times when a team has played the other team uh, a team three times in the same year, you know, twice in the regular season and once in a, in a uh, playoff situation. And the team that won the first two games has won the third game fifteen out of the 24 times. So the odds are for the team that has won the two games to win it again. So we'll see if that plays out here with the Eagles. But this is a big number. I'm getting the Giants with seven and a half. This is going to be a close game. Whether the Giants, I don't know if the Giants are winning this game, but I sure like them getting seven and a half. Give me the Giants plus seven and a half on Saturday night in Philly against uh, the Eagles, that's game two. Game three, Sunday afternoon, the CBS game, Nansen Romo doing it, uh, a rematch of the game that never was, the game where DeMar Hanlon wound up having his uh, medical situation and the game was wiped off the face of the earth like it never happened. The Bengals in Buffalo to play the Bills. The Bills, five-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Now, I understand the Bengals are very banged up. Their offensive line specifically has had a lot of a lot of problems, no doubt. And we do know the Bills get after the quarterback. Ed Oliver, Matt Milano, you know, that whole crew. You know, there's no doubt about it that they go after the quarterback, that group. We know what they did to my guy, Mike White. We won't again get into that. But I don't like the way the Bills are playing. I don't like the way either team is playing. Buffalo was very fortunate to knock off Miami last week with Skylar Thompson playing quarterback for the for the Dolphins. And the same with the Bengals. They were very, very fortunate to beat the Ravens with Tyler Hundley playing quarterback for Baltimore. That crazy play on the goal line that won the game for him with Hundley trying to get, take it over the top, having the ball knocked away before he broke the plane and watching Sam Hubbard go 98 yards the other way for the game-winning touchdown for Cincinnati. So uh, I-, I think this is a close game. I don't like the way Joe, uh, Josh Allen's been playing. He did not play well last week. He had a a lot of turnovers this year. He threw 14 picks during the year. He threw two picks last week against the Dolphins, including that strip sack fumble that was returned for a touchdown to give Miami the lead at that point in the game. He kept force-feeding those deep balls, and he didn't even run that much last week. I thought the Dolphins did a great job slowing the rundown. And I'll tell you right now, for my money, Joe Burrow's better. The Bengals got a lot of offensive weapons. We all know Joe Mixon, uh, DeMar Chase, Tay Higgins, Boy, that whole group that they have, they have a pretty good defense, as we mentioned, led by Hubbard. You're getting five and a half. I like the Bengals. And here's another thing going in this game, too. If Buffalo and Kansas City both win, they're going to play the AFC championship game in Atlanta. What the hell is that? (laughs) That is the biggest crock I've ever seen. It's ridiculous enough they're going to play it on a neutral field. But it should be be it should be being played out outdoors in a cold weather place with two teams that are cold weather teams. Maybe in Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Well, it wouldn't, you know, well, it would be because Cincinnati wouldn't be playing. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, uh, Cleveland, something like that. Not in Atlanta. Atlanta? That's a disgrace. So I don't want to see that game happen. Give me the Bengals plus five and a half in Buffalo against the Bills. That's game three. And finally, really, the premier matchup of the weekend, just like the old days, just like 1992, 1993, even going back to the early 70s when the Cowboys and the Niners played in the NFC Championship game, the days of Roger Storback and John Brody, (coughs) to the days of Steve Young and Troy Aikman. Cowboys, three-and-a-half point underdogs in San Francisco, is actually Santa Clara against the 49ers. Now, I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFL right now. They got they're loaded offensively. We all know about the weapons they have: Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brian I, uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Kittle. The best defense in football, led by Fred Warner and Nick Bosa, no doubt about it, no doubt. But Brock Purdy, he's been great. When does does the bloom come off the Brock Purdy rose at some time, at some point? And one thing about Dallas, man, they get off to the, after the quarterback. They got the best defensive player in the league right now, Micah Parsons, and he had a terrific game the other night against Tampa. He was all over the field. I, You know, I got a feeling this is going to be a very close game. And remember, Dallas has got a chip on their shoulder from that disaster last year when they played, they lost to the Niners in Dallas at home in the wild card round of the playoffs, where Mike McCarthy probably had as big a coaching meltdown as you could have. So this is a monster game. I think for McCarthy, for the Cowboys, uh, you know, we'll see what happens here. One thing last week, remember, the Niners are going to run the football, and that's something Tampa Bay didn't do and couldn't do, and you know, didn't have any kind of running game. Uh, Brady threw almost 70 passes in that game last week against Dallas, so that's something the Cowboys are going to see differently here. But I'm telling you what, three and a half is the number. I'm taking Dallas. I don't know if they're going to win. I think it's going to be a close game, and, you know, Really go right down to the wire. Maybe a field goal at the end. And we'll see, does Brett Maher bounce back after that four missed extra point debacle in the Tampa game? And you see where Jerry Jones actually signed another kicker to compete with Maher for this game. So we'll see how it all plays out. We'll see if that turns out to be a factor. I'm taking Dallas plus three and a half in San Francisco against the Niners. And of course, it'll be uh, Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson doing that game on Fox. So again, give me the Chiefs laying an eight and a half against the Jaguars in Kansas City. Give me the Giants plus seven and a half in Philly against the Eagles. Give me the Bengals plus five and a half in Buffalo against the Bills. Give me the Cowboys plus three and a half in San Francisco against the Diners. The Joe Beningo pro football picks, divisional playoff weekend, the best football weekend of the year in the NFL. I want to thank everybody for listening. I appreciate all of you. Maybe eventually the Jets will find an offensive coordinator. Don't hold your breath. Oh, what a disaster. They should have never let Lafleur go. Everybody, have a great weekend. Enjoy all the football. I will be back again on Monday to break it all down for you. Don't forget, tomorrow morning with Evan at 10 o'clock on the fan. All the love.